Sakin. Very excited to be talking about sound meditation and Ayurveda. We have Sarita Malkani joining us on the show. Hi, Sarita. Hi. Thank you so much for coming on our show. Hello. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. We're so <laughs> grateful and blessed to have you. And what an incredible first song that was. There are so many interesting vibes that come up for me during that in a sense you're like this genie that's kind of (laughs) guiding me through this mystical spiritual connection that I'm experiencing and it just it it takes me back to in time and I love feeling that and I'm just we have so much to unpack talking about the different sound meditation this catalog that you have and the way that you can like combine things and how you understand sound and how it's healing and Ayurveda and how that plays into this. I'm so excited for our conversation. For those who don't know Serena's background, she's a sound meditation leader and Ayurvedic practitioner who helps people unleash their potential through energy, music, and vibrations. You can find her website, serenamalkani.com, as well as her Instagram and her YouTube pages. Highly recommend checking those out. Watch some of those YouTube videos. You have some great animations all of that go along with these on the YouTube side I love it thank you (laughs) Serena let's start things off with asking you what are your thoughts on the direction of our world oh so the first thing that comes to my mind when you say what are the thoughts on the direction of the world are two things one is um, that we are experiencing sensory overload Um, There's so much information coming at us at all times. Uh, Technology bridges the communication gap, but also makes it 
easy to know um, the dark parts of what's happening. And I think as a society, at least in America, we're trained to produce, 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 and also focus on the negative and the fixing. And it's so funny that you said that my opening invocation and mantra, the Gayatri mantra, which is the mother of all mantras, um, brought you back to an, a feeling of ancient time. Yeah. Because that's where I think we need to go, is back to our ancient roots, um, the people that existed before all of this technology and all these different ways of communicating came about, and learn from them and learn from how they did ritualistic things to heal themselves. And not necessarily healing in the sense that there's a connotation that someone's sick, but to keep them in tune and in mm. vibration and able to um, you know, function at that level of society. How can we take some of those ancient practices and modernize them to today so that there's a way to implement uh, these tools and help people center and relax and ground, especially in societies where we're driven to work and produce. Mm -hmm. And I think America specifically has a lot of a lot of emphasis on that. Yeah, and now the second largest economy in the world, China, which is soon going to be the first, is doing the same thing with their productivity, with their humans that are there. And there's four times as many humans there that are doing the hyper productivity. Uh, which is that many more of these, like you explained, there's like tuning, each human has a tuning fork yeah. that's being t over stimulated by sensory overload, whereas like indigenous people are walking around just like ding with nature all the time, every breath, every bite of food, every connection to trees, animals, all that is. And right, there's this intentional presence that I think we lack. One of my favorite teachers told me that the other day, uh, working on my own growth as a, as a sound meditation facilitator and someone who's offering a message is, um, what kind of intentional presence do we have on a daily basis? And how much of our day is on autopilot? You know, how much of what we're doing on a daily basis is just you know, known activity to our body, to our brain that we're just producing and going through a certain cycle. And how much of it is this intentional being and understanding that there's elements of nature all around us and how uh, we can talk to those elements from our body and relate to that and use that to guide us as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then we'll be talking more about that with Ayurvedic practices as well. Um, this is just an array of instruments that do tuning <laughs> yeah. in that most raw form of alignment. And I'm also excited to talk to you about, you know, let's actually jump into that. I want to know about it. How did you pick up your interest in sound meditation, Ayurvedic practice, but like specifically people come come in and they're like oh I have a you know a piano or a guitar or whatever mm -hmm. and you're like Alan this is called a Shruti box <laughs> yeah. and I'm like what is that where does that come from how does one even find that instrument and yeah so yeah. versus the Tibetan singing bowls which people are a little bit more it's more popular, popular. definitely yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so the Shruti box was introduced to me by um, Sylvia Nakash one of my sound meditation teachers 
And it was actually originally played by the foot. And it's an ancient Indian instrument. And um, you know, you could have like a one-man show, somebody playing a sitar or another instrument, percussion instrument, and they would be folding the shruti box with their foot to be able to make this drone. Yeah. And uh, sometimes you see these out um, and being played with people who are actually giving a presentation or a talk about something important. And the reason why is because um, the effective quality of the shruti box is to help the brain go through a process called entrainment, which essentially means that your brainwave patterns are essentially trying to come together and form an equilibrium. Like consonance versus dissonance. Exactly. And once that happens, you're able to relax. The, the human brain relaxes into it, your ears open, you begin to you know, essentially tune yourself through having these drone, long-form drone tones come into your body. Yeah. And then you can actually access and learn and, and process what someone is saying a little bit better. So this is meant to induce, in sound we call it the relaxation response in the human body, which is what all of these instruments are aimed to do, as well as um, when you're using your own voice to open and tune yourself. So there's a way to receive sound and also emit sound. And there's a lot of energy mm. that happens when you're actually making noise yeah. and then sealing yourself with sound. And um, from a physical and health perspective, um, stress is the number one cause of disease in the human body. It's all correlated. So if you're mentally stressed out about something that is more than likely going to manifest physically in your body. And so if we can use sound, which is the backdrop of everything, everything is a sound, including us. Everything that exists makes some kind of noise. Mm -hmm. And we are talking through our frequencies right now. Yes. So if sound is everywhere and it's in our existence, then we can use it as a way to tune ourselves. It's kind of like, you know, just almost common sense, right? When we listen to a, a song that has an emotive quality, like an Adele, mm -hmm. you know, she generally is talking about a breakup or something like that, and there's the sadness. But when we listen to that, we feel that so deeply. Mm -hmm. And our body, our brain, everything goes into that mode. Similar to when we're going, you know, dancing and we're listening to some EDM and um, out and, you know, enjoying that vibration with other people and wanting to be pulled up into a different kind of energy. Um, we're always using sound as humans to affect our daily function and how our brain is actually processing things. Yeah, this idea that I can drone with an instrument so I can repeat, this was, was it a G? Was it, what was the uh, What note? we were playing was a D. It was a D, okay. Yeah. So that I can drone this D over and over again. And this is kind of similar to like an accordion. In a yeah, sense. It it's like a portable, a little bit more portable, portable harmonium or accordion. Yeah. Um, it is set to the Eastern scale instead of the Western scale. So for musicians out there, uh -huh. the Eastern scale means that the, the note A is equivalent to 432 hertz instead of 440. So it's a different effective quality that's happening and the way we hear the music is different as well. Interesting, maybe more spiritual inclined? Uh, they say that there's, you know, um, the Eastern scale generally has that, uh, you know, kind of theme of being a little bit more spiritual in the type of music that's, that's offered and rendered and 
um, you know, there's controversy over it, so I won't go too much into it. <laughs> Almost as though the, the West's recent development and it's even down to things like the music being less spiritual have made it so able to focus on just hyper-productivity, building the tech, building the science, building the singularity, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Right, and the 5G, right? And, and next, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No yeah. longitudinal testing, but don't worry about that. Yeah. Well, it's like there's an electromagnetic field of energy that's always surrounding us, right? And um, these, these instruments help tune the field around you. Yes. And that means that when we're pulling from that electromagnetic field that's surrounding us, we're, we're also inviting a certain vibration into our bodies. And again, this, like what I was talking about with sensory overload, that's creating a sensation. Okay, so we can drone ourselves into consonants. So mm -hmm. that's something that we can do. So yeah, Ori and I have gotten obsessed with using a, a xylophone. At oh yeah. The place that <laughs> we're at right now. And it's just fun to be able to just play with it and then feel it and then also sing with it. So that was the other component is, so you can get into a droned state of consonants, let the music tune you, that vibration frequency energy tune you, and then you can then practice. And this part is something that I know a lot of people um, struggle with. It's kind of like also your first appearances on video or um, first time playing a sport that you don't know, first time singing, right, or playing an instrument you don't know. It's so important to just try. Right, and trust. And trust. Too, right? Yes. And I think a lot of people have, um, you know, blockages or just fears around opening their voice and singing because we're always taught, oh, you have to sing a certain tune or this is off tune or this is a tone and really it's about making noise and creating a vibration with yeah. your body right so when we sing even if it's an ah or a silent hum to yourself you're actually vibrating over 246 bones going down through your body so imagine what that's doing to you from a bone density perspective. Yes. What, what's happening to your body? How is your blood moving? How are your organs listening to that? All of those things, right? So in the classic, oh, right. And when that, you do that, you can feel it just. Go you can through, feel it go through, through your, body. your body, and if you intentionally sing Om, and you know you imagine it moving through your body. Through your body. And again, with that intentional presence, you can literally feel that ohm go through. And let's do that quick. Let's, okay, let's, let's do, do it. That. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> let's do that. Everyone, please join us. In yeah, this join story. us in a collective ohm. <laughs> ohm.
<laughs> and if you noticed, even when we were doing that, our vibrations naturally tried to match each other oh. and come into harmony. Ah. <laughs> ah. Just, yeah, the ohm, the sound in general just has me feeling, you know, completely differently than, you know, the normal. And that's so nice. And to be able to recreate that for ourselves, these, these feelings of, this is like one of our best friends. It Sound is. is one of our best friends. It's been <laughs> around with us forever. It, we don't exist without sound. Yeah. You know, our frequency is the way we're connecting with each other and communicating. And also we have this inner silent voice. Like if you were right now to close your eyes and say hello to yourself, you could literally hear a voice. And close your eyes. Yeah, that's right. And say hello. And say it in all kinds of funny ways. Hello, hello, uh -huh. hello. You can literally hear yourself. Of there's a voice. <laughs> and no one else can hear that. Exactly. That's so interesting. And, and we're, we're not actually emitting a sound, but we're creating a thought which has its own signature as well. Right, and every thought has a vibration to it, negative or positive, right? And also, we're sitting with that, that same voice that's saying hello, that we can control to do that. We're sitting with that little voice that's talking to us mm -hmm. at all times, right? And sometimes we're in, in a place where if we're anxious or nervous, that little voice can guide us to maybe making decisions based on that anxiety or on those nerves versus being in this centered, this is my voice, I'm going to listen to it, I can feel into it, and I can, I'm tuned up to know that this is the right decision or the right thing to say, et cetera, et cetera. And that comes from, from two things, being in tune and vibration and deep listening. Mm -hmm. And sound can be, these, these forms of meditation can be used to deeply listen to yourself. Oh. And that quality of meditation then creates a vibration in you that's emitted out. And then what, what does that do from a ripple effect if we're all walking around in tune mm. and being aware and conscious of the decisions and things we're saying and feeling open to do so? <laughs> yeah, having more transformed consciousness as, as tuning forks, walking around, cascading butterfly effects. Let's um, get into, continue on this journey. Yeah, so, yeah. Yes, okay, so take us on how you got started with this. How did I get started? Um, so I've always loved music, and I used to sing at uh, the top of the mark in San Francisco. Um, I used to sing standard jazz songs while I was studying in graduate school. And um, something felt really empty in me. And I was going through a rough time. As a lot of San Franciscos know, San Francisco knows, it's the, the you know, hub of all these startups and technology. And the startup I was working for at the time that I found sound meditation, unfortunately, decided to close. And I was left in Hayes Valley with a very expensive rent to pay and um, not really sure what I was going to do next. And uh, 
my cat, my friend was watching my cat and unfortunately my cat got lost. So there was all these things that happened that were just really like emotional, hard for me to handle all at once. And I started researching sound and researching music, healing, sound therapy, all these different keywords in Google. <laughs> and I found this school and this teacher, Sylvia, who I was referencing earlier, who teaches a class on sound, voice, and music healing. And um, it's taught, at, I don't think it's any longer there, but it was at the California Institute of Integral Studies for many, many years. And I think she's gone on now to have her own school and um, you know, she's taken her services to Asia and all different places, but that's where I found it. And um, it was really beautiful to experience all these different cultures through sound. And what I got from that was that even though there was different ways of making music, they all had the same quality, which was to help humans relax and express and be. And you know, that was so profound to me to find a way to sing again and use music in an embodied way to offer a message to people and show them that they can use this as a tool anytime they want by themselves. Yeah. And the science behind that is, is so beautiful. So we, we wake up in the morning and we're in this active beta state, which is almost like I was saying that autopilot, you know, you know you're gonna go get up that, get that coffee, go to the bathroom, you know, your commute, et cetera, That's et cetera. That's my favorite time to pause and just enjoy the several minutes of just beautiful, beautiful <laughs> morning without the autopilot mode. And yeah, kind of like there's so many things that point towards you being able to achieve your North Star more effectively if you spend your morning and evening before bed and when you wake up just envisioning what your North Star is and what your path is to get there and just taking deep breaths, being grateful, stretching a bit, you know, these Right, of having that morning practice. Yes. Um, but when we make a a consistent um, vibration with sound, even if it's just a hum. It doesn't mm. have to be a beautiful singing thing or anything. Yes. 21 minutes of consistent sound will begin to completely downshift that beta brainwave pattern, that beta state that we wake up in the morning down to theta. And theta happens naturally, the theta brainwave pattern and cycle happens naturally when we're in the last couple hours of our sleep cycle, where that kind of dream, half, half awake, half asleep state, mm -hmm. that's our theta, theta brainwave pattern state. So sound has that same quality if we do it consistently. And so even if you do it in three and a half minute chunks of humming to yourself and not even having to have this expressive outward singing or anything, you're beginning to, number one, um, tune yourself, vibrate all your bones, which there's a marma point of energy that's then being delivered down. Marma is related to Ayurveda. And you're, ex you're essentially massaging your whole body with vibration. So that's why it's so important for people to also let out sound. You know, um, these days a sound meditation or getting a sound bath with some of these tools, like, like you were saying, they're more common. It's almost like getting a massage, you know, it's, it's known. But what's really important and you know, why even coming on the show is important for me today was to tell people to make sound, yes. to emit energy that way too, and then seal yourself up with a sound bath. 
play with your voice, feel your frequency. Because when you do that, then you'll be able to hear your own inner voice, that skill of deeply listening, not only to yourself, but other people and the vibrations around you becomes um, more clear. Your journey with what led you here is, sometimes these are our tests of faith along our path and to see, you know, what, what were the bifurcating moments that led you to discover your own passion for searching for music and for testing your own musical abilities and for playing around with different instruments and, and then, like you explained, you know, coming here onto the show and enriching us with your enthusiasm for sound and helping other people tap deeper into their own relationships with instruments. It should be law. Every human should have one instrument in their home. I 100% agree. You must have one <laughs> instrument in your home. You get to pick which one. You must have one. <laughs> yeah, and, and then the more that we then tap into it and, and play it, and when we can, we carry around an instrument with us all the time, our voice. Right. Yeah, and so then to be able to work at that and build that skill up, you know, level up this skill that's with us all the time yeah yeah it's with you forever until you you know maybe I don't know beyond but it's with you forever and I think um, to your point how I got involved in this is through my own darkness right and we all have dark and light to us everyone goes through it that's part of being human and it's okay um, and what this sound did and what Sylvia my teacher helped me understand was how to use my dark and transmute it and make light, even if it was really hard to do that. Um, and I'm really, really grateful because now when I sing even a jazz song, which I still love to do, I feel more embodied with it. Um, and it, it just feels different to me now. And so I love that. I love that I found a way to feel really full with music. And that idea of performance is no longer part of my vocabulary. It's about an offering, and it's about an invitation to play with your own voice for me. Yeah, yeah. To have more people feel like they're being invited to play with their voice out in our world is massively important. Okay, so then walk us through then how you ended up picking out the different instruments, how you ended up taking people through the processes of sound meditation, what that's even like. Yeah. Um, so the instruments came as I deepened my practice. Uh, the first one was the Shruti box. Um, Shruti means two things, note in Sanskrit and also truth. And note and truth. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and it, it helps. It's, it's a drone, right? So when you listen to it, that entrainment process is occurring and that allows uh, me to then make vibration with my voice and let it take me to wherever and just be free and uh, express whatever's coming from whatever channel, whatever yeah. it might be. Uh, and then I started uh, leading meditations with people with just the Shruti box and helping them, and I'd love to do a little sample with let's, you. Yeah, okay. <laughs> let's do it. Yeah, let's do it. If you want, should we do it now? Should we do now? Okay. Okay, <laughs> okay let's do it. I did bring you your own little Shruti box. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Serena brought me a, um, you call this a, a mini? 
fruity box? Yeah, it's just a mini version that um, same. It has the same notes, but you can uh, it carry it around a little eas more easily. Oh my so gosh! So this is actually yeah. This is actually an octave, so it's essentially C to C. Okay. As if you were playing a piano. These are the sharps. Okay. And same thing on this one. C same thing. C to C. Mm-hmm. The sharps. Mm-hmm. Cool. These are just more densely packed together. Okay. Yeah, and it's just a smaller, okay. like, you'll have to play that a little bit more quickly in yes, order to keep yes, the rhythm. Yes. And this one is a little bit, you know, sustains the note a little bit more okay. because of the, the volume and how big it is. I feel like your younger brother. <laughs> it's so nice. I am learning right now. It's so beautiful. I love it. I love it. Okay. So before we even open to the Shruti box, okay. what I want to do is just kind of set us into um, how we can get ready to, to play with our voice. Okay. So we're going to do a little bit of, I'm going to put this down for a second. Okay. We're going to do a little bit of alternate nostril pranayama breathing to get ourselves into a place to, to make noise and be in the sound. Alternate, alternate nostril? Alternate Pr nostril prana, breathing pranayama. or pranayama. Yeah, okay. Um, which okay. will just kind of help balance our energy. So what I want you to do is plug one. Join us, everyone. Yes, please join us. Yeah, okay. Plug one. <laughs> Pl okay. Plug one nostril. And then take a deep inhale on the other one. And then plug both. And hold your breath. Hold, hold, hold. And then push out the other side. Yeah. Just let it go. Take your time. Perfect. Now on all the others. Never breathe like that before. <laughs> In one, hold out the other. Never done that. Out of all of the meditative practices, never that one. See, there's yeah. so many, right? There's yeah. so many ways to get there. <laughs> so okay. keep this other nostril closed. Okay. And then now when that's empty, take a deep breath on this side. And plug. Hold, 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 hold. Now push out the other side. Beautiful. One more time. Deep inhale on this side. And plug. Hold, hold, hold. Push out. Now go ahead and use the full power of your nose. Take a deep breath. And I want you to release on a snake-like sound. Beautiful, one more time. Feel your belly expand. And One last time, feel your belly fill with air and release.
On your next inhale, what I'd like you to do is meet that snake-like sound with your voice and let any sound come out. So take a deep inhale. And let your voice meet your breath. So, so si, yeah. so sauce. Doesn't matter what comes out. Doesn't have to be pretty. So can be anything. That's part of being free and feeling free. Yes. And then we can take the shruti. Okay. Gosh, that's part of being free. <laughs> Not being constrained to what seems to be a, cult, a cultural norm that actually, why is it that so few people are singing while they're on the streets? Why is so few people are just, you know, at play, like, you know, just making fun noises with their voices and dancing with their bodies and maybe they're beatboxing and doing some lyrics over it. You know, all these different options. So few people are doing it. Well, we're told not to, right? We're told to. Yeah, and I'm kind of, I don't know, maybe, <laughs> I'm, maybe I'm a little bit worried. I'm not sure if I understood him correctly or not, but there was this guy, Matt, at the Chinese consulate today, and he was telling, he's lived in Beijing for like 11 years, and he was just telling me in two separate occasions, but he was just telling me that people are very careful about social norms and mm. to not, you know, they're very socially aware. They don't want to affect other people's, you know, ambiance and energy. And I'm like, I'm like trying to understand that and, you know, embody it and realize it. But at the same time, it's like, I kind of don't want to walk around a bunch of other people that are not expressing themselves. I want to, I want like people to be on the streets expressing themselves to whatever <laughs> creative degree they want to be. And right. for me to be like, wow, look at all these cool creative people. But maybe that's just some fantasy world that I, that I live in. But I would personally love to see that too, you know. But I think that there's a container that we can create and help people take the steps to being able to do that for themselves at any time, right? Not just in the shower. Yes. When your voice always sounds good. Right? Yes. So like being able to just say, this is my time to listen to one of these instruments and just mess around and there's no wrong or right there's no pretty or off tone or on tone it's just about vibrating yes right yeah which is why we were so cool about just being like we can have a conversation right now just with sound we didn't even have to talk and we could have an energy being exchanged right yeah ori and i were yeah ori and i spent like two hours or something like that with uh, one of our friends, Neil Nyberg, just like laying on this carpet in the studio and just making noises and just transforming our consciousness together uh, in a completely sober state, just enjoying the whatever came through us energetically, musically, through sound. And it was all different types of 
audio and it was didn't just matter, like, right? It was gorgeous. <laughs> it was like play. It felt like a child. It felt innocent and pure, and and uh, I felt so far away from the economic machinery of productive civilization. Right. And, but then I realized that everything that I did made me way more productive afterward because now I have more of a now I have more of a true I think spiritual grounding in childhood more of a spiritual grounding in play and yeah yeah. right and that that makes you more authentic right to yourself and it makes you aware even if you're not expressing in the streets and going wild there's something centered about you because you've given yourself that permission to do it yeah and um you know, using sound like this is like exercising for an hour. It really is what it's doing from a scientific perspective to your brain. And how do we all feel when we go to that like amazing yoga class or, Mm -hmm. um, you know, just like great swim, running around the track. Nice night of sleep. It's very, this can do it the same way. Just again, like that, that idea that one meditation might not work for someone, but it could be the saving grace for someone else yeah you know yeah and the different just like different instruments just like different instruments instruments too right certain things talk to you yeah (laughs) oh my gosh okay so now we take what we learned with the with that okay and now i'll try to depending on you know how open the person is feeling try to make some noise together with them so what i'm going to walk you through which everyone can do together and um a good way, it's a tool that you can take for yourself and do at any time, is the Tibetan warrior seed syllables. So this meditation came uh, pre-Buddhism, pre-Buddhist times, and there's five main energy centers that they focused on, each having a certain ancient sound to them. And we're going to go through each one and just sound it out together. So if you could put your Shruti box on the second node yes perfect you got it and which one are, was this again the d d it's this d. is d so we're okay. in d okay. we're gonna make some noise together at 432 this is 432 hertz. hertz yeah okay. got something Ooh, it matches perfectly right so cool right yeah <laughs> so, it is so um, cool yeah the first seed syllable is accessing the crown and above the crown energy, energy that's coming in through this area, third okay. eye. And it's simply ah. Ah. So I want okay. you to close your eyes, everyone close okay. your eyes, and imagine a white light coming down through your body mm. as we sing ah together. Take a deep breath. Ah. Uh-huh. 
And again, we'll just clear the palate with that snake-like sound. One more breath, just like that. And one last one. walking through to the, the next seed syllable, which is for our throat center, this area right here, the way we express and communicate, receive communications as well. And uh, the syllable for that is simply OM, but saving room. So if you're going to chant OM, chant the O and the M, because the O and the M actually represent the union of the feminine and the masculine in our bodies. Mm. And the color associated with this, this energy center is a beautiful blue. So as we do this, I want you to imagine a, a blue light coming in you and also emitting out of you. We'll do OM together. Okay, and the blue light's also coming from the top? Or where would we imagine the blue light coming from? from right here. here. So right just, just kind of like emanating from right here outward? Okay, okay. Beautiful. Okay. Deep inhale. favorite one because we can play with it a lot and it's the heart center and the seed syllable for the heart center is hung and it's spelled h-u-n-g with an overpronounced h as if you're you know letting out energy through that h and since the heart beats at you know different times and different speeds 
we can take this fast and slow and still have that same effect. And the color that I want you to think about and associate with this is a beautiful emerald green coming in and out of your heart center. five syllables is activating our solar plexus and sacral chakras and the syllable is Ram 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 and I want you to imagine like a orange and yellow swirly soup twirling inside of your chakras here the two that connect up here as you sing Ram. As we sing Ram, we're envisioning an orange and yellow, yellow soup, soup, a light of soup. Light of soup here. Okay. Soup here. Ram. 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 Okay. Deep inhale. Ram. Ram. 
breath. The last seed syllable represents our root chakra and our ability to feel grounded and centered. And that seed syllable is za, and it's spelled D-Z-A, pronounced za. And the color associated with za is a beautiful red, crimson red, imagine the earth supporting you and a beautiful red light shining through you and we'll sing za za
I'd love to hear how you feel right now. I felt like vibration. I felt less physical, felt more like vibration. I felt like my vocal cords were like, whoa, that's a lot that you're putting on to us. Practice this more often. <laughs> um, also the excitement with activations in different parts of the body aligned with different sounds that we make and Do you feel any sort of like rooting or centering or calmness? Yeah, lots of rooting, lots of calmness, lots of centering. Yeah, yeah. Those words are all correct. Yeah. Ah. Oh. Wow. And the beauty of like a tool like this, the bond meditation, is that you don't need even an instrument to do it. Right, we used a drone, but really, if you were at home and just wanted to play, you could do this without anything, just your voice. Yeah. Yeah, with just your voice, you can play this. I, I was also, I was realizing how much, even just how much work it is to keep the shooty box playing <laughs> and to remember, you know, the <clears throat> breath, the S's in between, the being able to alter the, the ohm or whichever one you're on. And that was actually taking quite a bit of, yeah. Of coordination. Coordination <laughs> effort, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's, it was totally transformative totally transformative and that was only a couple minutes and uh, and these tuning yeah. forks are I think we were we were talking about how we want people to be individual tuning forks walking around completely tuned and there's a wonderful book called human tuning um, by Jean Bellieu if you want to learn more about the effect of tuning forks and what they're doing to the brain I don't feel that I'm an expert on these, but I know that they have an effective energetic quality, and so I use them and carry them with me. And you just clean them against each yeah. other very gently. And play it into the mic a little bit. And if you listen very closely, if I bring them close to your ear, do you hear that vibration? Oh, yeah. So your ear and your electromagnetic field is being tuned to this vibration. You're picking up this vibe. Did that new sound come from them interlacing? And yeah. Okay. Interesting. And then we have all the singing bowls as well as the Japanese koshi chime. Yeah, so we've got some single. Yeah, you can and you can also play. These are what's great about the the chimes is that you know they're intuitive. You don't need 
to know how to play anything, really. Whoa. And these just... You can see whatever comes out. Feel... F any uh, kind of spontaneous oh man, expressiveness. I'm such serious chills. It was happening earlier too. Even before the show. Exactly. Trust what's coming out. So what's beautiful about these chimes is that they're wow. chords that are meant to represent the elements, earth, air, fire, water, and ether. So it's a little, it's a little like marble piece. Mm -hmm. So for those that can't see this, uh, when, and if you're listening, only listening to it, there's this Koshi chime is a wooden cylinder that's hollowed out that has one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight um, different sized thin metal cylinders poking out from it. And then in the center is a, a chime, like a rope that's coming down that has a little like marble piece on it. So when you move it, that little marble piece hits the different sized chimes which create the different notes. And that's a scale too. Maybe. Oh, it's a scale. The chimes are all in a scale. Those are all a scale mm -hmm. up, just like the, the just box. Just like that, yeah. Interesting, the Shruti box. Wow, this is another one of those that gave me chills playing. Oh, that's another big lesson. I haven't been doing that, but I should do that actually next to the Shruti box. But you actually show me a bit with the tuning fork, but that's another important lesson is when you play an instrument, don't just play it here, but play it mm -hmm. here. Yeah. It sounds completely different. Absolutely. You like can hear way more of the vibration of the actual body of this, whereas before here it's so far away. <laughs> This is a very, very cool instrument. I can see how it's easy to become an instrument addict. Yeah, <laughs> and that's part of, you know, part of the, the sound meditation. So back to your question about how I got all these instruments was, I realized that there is something about helping to seal that energy vibration we created through using our voice with these instruments as well that helps kind of tune the whole body so you're emitting and receiving the same type of eastern scale going out 
And so, as, you, as many people know, the singing bowls, mm -hmm. this is a chord, it's a C and a G, so root chakra and your throat chakra, that's what I brought today. So this is the, this is the root. root chakra, the C. You're transforming my consciousness when you play that. I am going deeper into a seeing when, when those are both on, it's just making me feel like I can melt into all that is and just be that. And like, I'm just like, oh my gosh, this is so much to handle. I got to get more <laughs> used to this. Because then you can have music trigger that that exactly. beautiful dive into unbounded wholeness and love and then but then all of the industries all the the fake industries collapse that are <laughs> preaching you need exogenous things found outside of you for happiness and for love and for all that stuff all those industries die mm. that's why there's been a silencing of this for the longest time especially in the hyper productive West. And your, your, your words are bringing up a thought that I think is really important. As, um, as a planet right now, we're going through a monumental shift. And the answer is to go within. Mm. I truly believe that the answer is that if everyone becomes the highest version of themselves and goes inward instead of outward, like you were saying, yeah. then we will produce the society we want to live in together but the answer is not outside like you said it's inside how do you go inside some people have like you know incredible ability to be silent and sit still and meditate and you know hone their practice that way some people can use sound right there's so many different types of meditation so many different ways to access that version of yourself that we've all felt in different ways and know it's there but how do we keep that constant and it's about doing the daily work that gets you there whether that's running on the embarcadero or doing a yoga class or working with sound what is it that you do on a daily basis that gets you into your authentic root and place of expression where you're truly yourself that's really hard, especially yeah. with everything. 
that we have going overload. on, all the sensory overload. How do you right? identify who know thyself and then how do you identify how to quickly get in that mode where you're in that mode of I, you've identified what it is, you're pursuing it, you're actively finding meaning in that moment to moment. Serena, we've looked over a good amount of the individual stuff. We've been explaining this quite a bit like this is very important to do, to get an instrument and to play it on a daily basis. Let it tune you. Do this sound meditation more often and yeah. share it with other people. That's huge. Now I want to ask about how does this work for also for um, healing purposes for all of the finding treasures on the other side of trauma, so, uh, that integration process. Yeah. How does it work for that? How does it work for when this happens in the setting of like t 10 people at a time or 20 people at a time? Yeah. Like all of us, like you and I were just going back and forth. Well, then Ori comes up as well. And then, and then all of a sudden, you know, another person comes up and we have like five people playing different things. How do those synergize? You know, or if all five of us are laying and one person is doing the orchestrating. Mm -hmm. So there's all these different ways to there's do There's so it. many layers, right? Um, so when we come together, we're making a collective vibration that's sending out a ripple effect, right? And there's been studies about this, not necessarily with sound, but with a group of people meditating, large groups of people meditating, and how that activates other people to go into that transformative state and start meditating themselves. Yes. So what we're doing is invoking that through the sound. We're asking for that collective vibration to be created, a collective energy that then is going outwards. And we're sharing that through our frequency, which is the most important thing that we have as humans that identifies us is our voice. And yet, if you think about it, in so many ways, um, you know, I think as a woman or a man, you're stifled in different environments, whether it's a, you know, relationship you don't feel good in or it's um, you know, work dynamic where you don't feel like you're expressing yourself or whether it's you just muting yourself and letting that inner voice be so critical that you aren't able to offer who you are to even yourself, right? There's so many ways that our voice becomes this stifling factor. And doing this type of work will help you uh, release that. And um, there's a lot of traumas that people carry and I've been really excited to work with um, some plant medicine um, specifically held in a very safe container. There's um, uh, a center called Polaris Insight Center, and it's a group of psychotherapists. Um, they're all MAPS trained, so they've been doing the research. They're part of this research program that's been ongoing on using plant medicines and different types of, um, of ways to help heal trauma through that. And what's been really cool is that I've gotten to offer sound meditations and, um, and voice opening sessions to these therapists that are doing that. And that's been trickling down into me being able to be part of their center and also offer it to their clients. And it's profound what um, a, a plant medicine can do in conjunction with sound and the effect that you can have feeling completely uninhibited of in, in your body and being, like you said, just away from your, your mental state and your physical state, but really just being, that happens even more pronounced with these plant medicines. And so I'm really excited that 
Um, that's something that's uh, continuing to go on, and people, more and more people, more and more therapists are um, using sound as a modality to help people with their traumas and um, and clear out those energies that no longer serve them. So yeah, yeah. it's really cool. Yeah, clear out the energies that no longer serve us. Right. With that process of of clearing and just healing and integrating letting and it go and leveling up right and making peace with it making right peace with it. Uh, so many times when you're in an altered state of consciousness and we think about something that's happened we think about it in a different way and so that's what sound is helping you do as well it's helping you make a new relation to the specific event or thing or feeling that you've been carrying with you and, um, you know, we, we do it one by one by one, and that makes a collective effect. And then we can do it also with groups where we're each taking on different instruments or when one person's orchestrating the sound meditation for everyone. Interesting. And there's different instruments from around the world to be able to yeah. play and pick. We have a we have a, we have a couple down. You have there. a little um, kalimba. Yeah, yeah those one. are so fun and so relaxing. It gives you a a physical focus as well, right? So you're doing something that's meditative with your hands as well. And there's so much, right, that you can do in conjunction with sound. The mudras, you know, how we hold our hands when we meditate. These all activate certain energy points in our bodies. Ah. Uh... So, and you can feel that if you actually play with your fingers yes, and yes. breathe, there's a different affect of where that breath is going and how it's coming into you. So we are so powerful. We're, we're literally superhuman. We are. We just... We are. And these are all things it's that just, came from it's where? Just buried, <laughs> yeah. buried, buried and not expressed. The economic machinery is like, you need a job and you need to make money to pay for your rent and your food. You got it. Yeah. I mean, and... I think it's beautiful. I will say that there's more and more um, schools that are teaching meditation, right? So we're seeing younger kids, like kids at a younger age, get involved in these things. And I'm so happy to see that. So it's not all, you know, bad, but, you know. <laughs> I have a question. Yeah. Okay. Is the, is the suppression of that beautiful expression of everyone's creative potential is that suppression being done by malevolent forces and are there like benevolent forces that are at play to compete at them on this chess game of earth is that is that what it feels like i mean i think so it's dark and light right at its highest and we are we have the ability as humans to let our inner demons control us and act in the dark Right, so when you think about it from not even forces outside of us, we become a force. Mm. So we can be that dark person and we can be that light person and we can choose which way we want to be at all times, really. Um, and, and what has been one of your keys for making a choice in the positive direction? Like how, what, yeah, I don't, think, I don't think anyone's perfect at that. Yeah, yeah. Certainly I'm not. Yeah, likewise. Um, but yeah, right, we all have it. But yeah. You know, um, if I do go into that dark space, I think it's a point of introspection of why I went there. And then also 
specifically, I know that sound brings me up. I know that when I sing, I'm not aware of anything else besides that emotional quality of what I'm releasing, and that helps me. And so I found this as a tool that I want to share to other people who might enjoy music in general and can use this as a way to center themselves and help their daily lives become better and stay in the light. Because it's really about that consistency of the little light. things that yeah. add up, which is all about Ayurveda Cons too. Consistency of light. Consistency of light. Yes. And that comes from the details of your daily habits, your, your daily thoughts, how you start and end your days. We yes, were talking yes, about yes, yes. that morning practice being important, right? So it's like LQ is both love quotient and light quotient. Yeah, I yeah. like that. Yeah, LQ. Tell LQ. me What's <laughs> uh, your LQ, baby? Yeah. Yeah, really though, love quotient and light quotient. And that's like on a moment-to-moment -moment basis when right. you get to with that free will. Um, a quick question before Ayurvedic. Um, are, is this one big uh, artistic expression of creation? I think everything in life is an experiment. Until you, everything that we do, even this, this whole thing right now, we haven't planned this, this show. We didn't, don't really know what's coming out. It's yeah. all an experiment. That's We're right. literally we cooking plan. in the kitchen <laughs> right. together. How, how do you properly hit these again? Yeah, so you just... Um, Kind of on the corner. On the corner. And you could play it on a crystal too. I've seen that done, but. Gently on the corner of that. And then I also have those weighted ones that play on the bodies. That's sending a vibration into your body. Yeah, you didn't get to show these. Oh, too. yeah, I know. Those are really oh cool. Oh my gosh, this is going to be a 12 hour show. I know. Lori, <laughs> <laughs> can you handle it? We can wrap up soon if we need to. Of okay. course, this is just like such pure passion. So it's gone on it is, for it's a your long pure, time. It is your obviously pure passion. <laughs> so, so these are um, directed tuning forks. Yeah, these are directed tuning forks. This is a third eye for the third eye. And again, um, you know, Human Tuning, that book, has a lot of information about tuning forks. There's really a lot of science here. I wish I could explain, but I, I don't feel versed enough to do that but you can hit this on, I usually have a rubber stopper, but we'll use the mallet. And you can hear a low vibration in the ear. Whoa. Do you hear that? So it's a very low vibration that is gonna actually be played, this weight, this rubber. Take a deep breath. Just release. So you should be able to feel this go through your entire body. And if yeah. you can imagine, there's yeah. you're lying on a table and you Whoa. have these forks and someone's playing them on you, what it's going to do is relax you completely. And what that's going to do is help you not be stressed. And that's what that's what's going to prevent you from getting sick. I feel like that's massive, and it just feels like that wisdom is so evidently visible in ancient civilizations before us. There were so many of these vibrational knowledges that were being used to like levitate and and all these other how could you how could you direct these frequencies at a central point and then levitate an object and like what would happen to a human in that point would like completely 
feel like God, feel healed, feel, mm -hmm. yeah, like unbounded love. You know, it's just, we totally are like lost running around in these metropolises versus actually experiencing those healing and meditative modalities. Yeah. And you bring up a good point. Like in the ancient times, there was a community around this type of healing. It happened together. We made vibrations together. And I think that element of community is so important to enforce, is doing the things that make you feel better together. Yeah. Going, you know, it, you could do a yoga practice on your own anytime, right? You don't need to go to a class. But what happens when you go to a class and you're with a group of people? You're creating a collective community, a collective vibration together. So it's so important to make noise with people. Yes, <laughs> yes. It's so important. Yes. <laughs> Man, even from the very first grunts and, yeah, even from the very first grunts and even from the very first organisms that emitted sound to be able to communicate and make decisions in the, in in the path of evolution. Let's do a, uh, a bit on um, Ayurvedic practice as well. Yeah, so um, Ayurveda, for those of you who don't know, is a very ancient Indian science. And it's based on the, the five elements, earth, air, fire, water, and ether, and how us as humans the, are, are taking those elements into our bodies through our five senses. And so earlier when I was talking about sensory overload, Ayurveda is a practice and a science in which the whole goal is to clear the senses. It's called panchakarma, clearing of the five senses. And what's so unique about Ayurveda is that everyone has their own dosha or dominant energy that's made up of these elements. And there's three main doshas. And you could, we are all of them, but there's generally one that's more dominant, one or two that are more dominant in your personal constitution, the way you were made. And so those energies are vata, pitta, and kapha. And Vata is like an air energy. It's made up of ether and air. So when you think about Vata and how that manifests in the human body, it's um, someone who's in balance, is bubbly and creative and full of life and is starting many things, kind of like a social butterfly, you know, that kind of energy. And, you know, they're, they're just full of ideas and full of vibration. But someone who's out of balance, what, what air energy can do is actually makes someone nervous and anxious and maybe nail-biting and starting a bunch of things but never really getting to finish them and they're just kind of all over the place and lost and they have too many thoughts in their head. So that's kind of what in-balance and out-of-balance means. And the second energy is, is a pitta, which is our intensity, our fire energy. It's our fire and water energy. And pitta people are generally like the people that have the to-do lists, you know, like they're they need to cross everything off, and they're, they're always, they always have a plan. They're super passionate, and they're, you know, ready to, they're often leaders, and they're ready to take on the world and, you know, make change. But out of balance, a, a pitta personality or a pitta dosha would be someone who's, like, angry and, like, overly judgmental of themselves and other people and, and very self-critical and too fiery, too sharp with the tongue you know, not even realizing it, that they're jabbing or kind of being, you know, catty, for lack of better words. 
And the last energy, the kapha energy, is the water and earth energy. And these people are generally um, very grounded and, you know, very nurturing, very caring. They have all the emotional qualities, the sensitivity, all of that wrapped up into their energy. And at the same time, if they're not in balance, then they're uh, overly sensitive and they don't want to make any kind of change. Any kind of change for them is too hard. They're very set in their ways and they're not sure, you know, how to move from one place or phase of life to the other. And that can be, you know, hard because you feel like you're stuck in the mud. And so the goal of Ayurveda is to understand how we intake information through the five senses. And so I know that we're running kind of late on time, but I would say that I would ask this from an Ayurvedic perspective. What are you ingesting, not just in the way you're eating? What does your diet look like in terms of what you're reading, mm. what you're hearing, mm -hmm. what you're smelling, what you're touching? Ooh. what you're touching oh, man. and what you're tasting. Oh, man. And each of those things, for example, if we are reading the news all the time, what is reading the news generally in today's world do? It makes we're you... living in the metropolis instead of nature. <laughs> right. But like we're reading negative things generally about the news, bad things that have happened, and that's going to make us anxious, right? That's going to create a vibration in us, and we're going to carry that with us. But if we're reading like something peaceful or like a, you know, meditation book, what kind of vibration is that going to give you? Same thing. If we're yeah. smelling, you know, the first, um, the first sense that's actually activated in the human body is the sense of smell. We actually create community around our sense of smell. All the foods we cook together, all those things, our nose actually is very powerful. Mm -hmm. So if we're taking the time to smell something that relaxes us and is good for our energy and you know helps us feel clear yeah that's going to help activate a certain vibration in us that's going to make us feel better too so it's a great idea to bring some a beautiful scent with you places. yeah and certain yeah. scents can affect the dosha the vada pitta kapha too and so there's a whole science around that yeah and at polaris um i I'm doing Ayurvedic consultations, so I help people understand what their dosha is and how to balance that in this environment that we live in. So it, it takes a hard look at everything you're doing from the way your poop looks and the color of it and the yeah. shape and what's coming out to you know what you're doing on a daily basis, your daily habits. Again, talking about that consistency of being in light. And so Ayurveda is a series of little tiny changes that you can make on a daily basis and incorporate into a lifestyle routine that will help prevent and protect you from disease and getting sick. Okay, so then uh, earth, air, fire, water, ether, mm -hmm. and then we are some like spicy food is fire maybe yeah like, exactly like, there's like some sort of uh, so maybe like meditative music is like water or yeah, there's a lot of that right so again what we're ingesting through our five senses so foods certain foods have qualities that are going to affect us so exactly what you just said if we eat something spicy and we already have a fiery energy it's going to bring out more fire 
But if we eat something cooling on a hot day or when we're angry, like we decide to have a piece of cucumber or some watermelon or something, even cilantro is a cooling mm -hmm. herb, then that's going to cool our whole energy system down and balance it, right? And so it's all about balance. Ayurveda is very big on understanding your own digestion and the best indicator of how you're digesting your food is how your poop looks and Whoa. so we could go into a lot of that but I won't, won't yeah, yeah. That well there. the microbiome is going crazy with uh, sampling your stool and, yeah. Yeah, and understanding what's going on so and you can tell a lot by the way you poop yeah. if it, you know and your constipation levels and your yeah. you know all of those things so it's really about gauging um, you know, all the little daily habits of, of what you're taking in with your five senses and figuring out how to optimize your environment for that balance. Interesting. There's going to be more um, Ayurvedic conversation between us because I have a lot of questions to poke into that. Okay. Yeah. And there's more sound meditation to also play okay. with. <laughs> oh my gosh. Serena, do you think we're in a simulation? Yeah, of course. <laughs> Duh. Tell us why. Um, tell you why. Well, other than the media alluding to it in, in several stories all the time, um, I personally think that there is something guiding us. And if we can tune into what and how we're being guided, we can actually navigate what we're supposed to do in our best of intention here with that intentional presence I was talking about. Mm -hmm. um, or we can let a demon come out and it can be an environment where we're controlled. That's what I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What about you? Yeah. <laughs> I'm curious. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of nuance to it. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then... I feel like I could get into like a two-hour conversation uh, with you about stimulation practices yes, and what's yes. happening. And <laughs> what about what's the most beautiful thing in the world? What's the most beautiful thing in the world? Oh, you know, I have the blessing of having this adorable little dog named Charlie, which you got to meet. I love Charlie. I love Charlie too. Yeah. I wish she was here, but yeah. I think the most beautiful thing is um, our ability to relate to other creatures like yeah. dogs and cats and humans. You know, yeah. Dolphins, insects. And I think it's, I think it's beautiful that you can have a dialect and literally a conversation, energetically speaking, with with a different animal, like with a you know where you're not speaking that's words. True, yeah. Have you with a tree too? Of course. Yeah. You that's, know, trees that, like they say they grow in like families, right? You can see them yeah, yeah. supporting each other through their branches, and like there's so much you can pay attention to in nature that's around us. That's like very evident of this community. It's the best teacher. Yeah, it's the best teacher. <laughs> Interesting. So kind of like yeah, that 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 uh, nonverbal communication you're having with like your dog and stuff like that. Yeah, I think that's really beautiful. Let's. Let's let's wrap with uh, with singing and and uh, and meditating and yeah yeah let's do it let's okay sound, should we meditation. do three ohms together to kind of end things and then I'll maybe play one of the metal bowls to end it yeah let's does that sound that. good yeah, that okay good. let's do three ohms together okay, sounds good deep inhale oh
Shanti, Shanti, Shanti. session wow Serena thank you so much for coming on to our show we thank really you so much it. for having me I had so much yeah. fun <laughs> good we're so happy to hear that you rocked it thank you I've never been done one of these so I'm just excited to have you done it so Get, well. got through it thank you excellent interview crushed it talking about your passion your love <laughs> we'd love for everyone to check out the links in the bio below to serenamalcani.com also her Instagram profile and her YouTube videos go and check those out go and have more conversations with your friends, your families, coworkers, people online on social media about sound meditation and Ayurveda. And go and really just get an instrument near the bedside and do it in the morning and at night and get practicing more with it. Use your voice on a daily basis around you. And also, thank you to Ori Shapiro for producing. We greatly appreciate it, Ori. Thank you. Thanks, Ori. <laughs> and also, you let us know your thoughts in the comments below on the episode. Support us. All of our links are below for simulations. Support the artists and entrepreneurs and organizations around the world that you believe in. You can check us out. Patreon, cryptocurrency, PayPal is all down there. And go and build the future, everyone. Manifest your dreams into the world. We love you very much. Thank you for tuning in. We'll see you soon. Bye. Peace. <laughs>